Welcome to Exploring the Divine Feminine. I'm your host, Ramona Sidaway, and this is episode number 10. We discuss all things related to the feminine divine, mostly within the context of the restored Church of Jesus Christ. Let's dive in. Today, we're going to talk about Mother Eve, holiness, and fire. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 23, it reads, She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. We should note that in this verse, the Hebrew word that was used for man is not Adam. For the first time in the Torah, the Hebrew word used is ish. So up to this point in the scriptures, Man, Adam, and mankind are consistently represented by the word Adam. And when we look at the Hebrew word Adam, it is written with a lowercase a. The word Adam, or the pronoun Adam, is often associated with earth or dirt, or it means red man, probably in part because it deals with um, it, it, you think of the connotation of that he is filled with blood. Uh, both the Hebrew words Ish and Adam are used generically and interchangeably, mostly as man or humankind. But there is a much different level to the pronoun Ish versus the pronoun Adam. So we talked about how Adam is often, it's used as a humankind, mankind. If it's a lowercase a, it's a title. If it's a capital A, it's a name, as in the very first man was named Adam. When the pronoun Adam is used, meaning man, he this pronoun is associated with a lower level than Heavenly Father. And we know Heavenly Father is also called the man of holiness. In Strong's Hebrew lexicon, Adam, lowercase, refers to a man of lower degree. What happens when the Hebrew word or pronoun ish is used, and that's spelled I-S-H? So how does this change the meaning? Well, when ish is used, it refers to a man of high degree such as a prophet, a priest, a royal official, uh, a divine being, even a man of wisdom. So there's already a much different level than just Adam. Adam is the very basic level, the first level, and Ish is an, a, a higher one, a more elevated one. So these men that we just, talk, just talked about, like prophets, priests, um, holy beings, they are always called ish, and they are never referred to by the pronoun Adam, lowercase a. So ish is a man who has an elevated status. Quite often it's holy. So a man, uh, the man of holiness that we refer to Heavenly Father, he is an ish. You want to know something else? Very interesting. It is also closely associated with ish, E-S-H. And that is the Hebrew word for holy fire. Now that we've defined the difference between a man of lower status and a man of higher status, at least in the context of the Holy Scriptures, 
let's talk about how it relates to Eve because she becomes the key. She becomes very key in all of this and all of the he heavy symbolism that is used in the scriptures in the in Genesis. It begins with the name that Adam calls his new wife when he is introduced to her. As she was created from his flesh, he could have easily named her Adama. And that is the feminine counterpoint to his own name, Adam Adama. Let's reiterate here, though, we need to go back, as we've talked about this before, Adam did not name Eve. He called her by a title he was already familiar with. Adam uses a title of great honor. He calls her Isha, I-S-H-A-H. -H. Remember when we talked about what Ish meant, I-S-H, a man of higher status, S-E-S-H, -E Hebrew word for holy fire. Since we've just defined Ish as an elevated man, we can now see how Adam viewed this new creation, this woman, that Heavenly Father, a man of holiness, is introducing to him and is asked by Heavenly Father that he, Adam, arise in her presence. I talk about all of this in my book, We Are Adam, the partnership of Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden and what it means for you. We, I talk about this um, specifically for today's discussion in chapter 10, What is a Wife? And there's a lot more in that chapter than what we're discussing in this today's episode. But I have in the footnotes all of my references so you can find exactly where all of this refers to, where Ish comes from, where um, he is asked in a different translation of the Hebrew to arise when he is introduced to Eve. Ish has an allusion to holy fire. So with Eve and Isha, she also has a direct allusion, allusion to this holy fire. With that in mind, can you now see through Adam's eyes? Can you see how um, now just a small glimmer of Eve's character as the man of holiness has created her, as Heavenly Father, a man who is... Um, is you know has an uh, image of holy fire as we've discussed ish can mean several elevated layers for levels of man wise man divine being or even god here's the kicker this is so awesome there's another meaning for ish in the scriptures an elevated man who was never ever labeled merely adam with the lowercase a and this is a man who marries a woman. That also creates an ish. Adam moves from a lower man of a lower status to an ish merely by marrying a woman. Wow. Does that give you an indication of how sacred and holy women are? How sacred and holy Eve was as when she was created? Interesting enough, a woman's ish is translated as husband. Can we now agree how enlightening and empowering this is? What this means 
is that when an Adam, a male, marries a woman, an Isha, his status is immediately elevated. Quote, an Adam becomes a man of higher degree. He becomes more like the divine being in whom his in whose his image he was created. Let me read that again. An Adam becomes a man of higher degree. He becomes more like the divine being in whose image he was created. Close quote. So this brings a lot more clarity to Gordon B. Hinckley's declaration. And this is what President, the late President Hinckley said, quote, his, meaning God's, final creation, the crowning of his glorious work, his masterpiece, after all that had gone before, the final work before he rested from his labors, close quote. President Hinckley declares that Eve, and by extension her daughters, was God's final creation and the crowning of his glorious work. How can Eve and how can women be anything less than something glory, glorious and, and beautiful and holy when they are compared with a crown? Adam capital A, the man, soon to become ish, to become an ish, stands before an isha, one who has been created already with an elevated status. That's another important concept, is she, from the start, is created as an isha, a female of higher elevated status. A creation that, when Adam is first introduced, automatically refers to her as one who reminds him of holy fire. So with Eve, the mother of all living, he is able to do that which he could not do without her. That which is the most godlike activity available to human human beings, and that is to create life. What greater power of creation could anybody have, especially in this mortal life, this imperfect lives that we we live than to create life, to create human life. Women bring man life. The mission of man, Adam, either capital A or lowercase a, could not be accomplished, nor could he experience the fullness of his own creation without a companion that was holy. Can we now see with these words, heavily weighted with symbolism, that the creation of Eve, the woman, is a gift? She is a gift from the man of holiness. As it is shown, being of an elevated status is needed for the completion, perfection, and growth, not only for Adam, the man, but for all humanity. This is what is so amazing to me. This is creation of the woman. She, when when Adam first saw her, I mean, he 
was commanded by Heavenly Father to stand in her presence because she was holy, because she was important. And he called her by a name that was instinctive, which was Isha, which was the mother of all living. He saw in her this holiness, this surrounded by holy fire. He saw her for what her worth really was. And I think as women, we need to do the same thing as to be able to view ourselves with a lens that God has for us, that Adam had for Eve, his wife, the lens that we, that we can see our divine worth, our divine potential, our holiness. And once we have that vision and that sight, there is nothing we can't accomplish. There is no trial that we can't go through that we cannot succeed at. And we can, by our very nature, bring so much life to other people, to the world, regardless of our relationship status, regardless of whether we have children of our own, biological or adopted or otherwise, that merely by our existence, that we were given the title of life giver. As the daughters of Eve, we are life givers. And it is up to us to determine what that divine meaning is in our lives, because it's going to change throughout our lives, throughout our seasons. And the decisions we make will change. But first and foremost, just like Eve, we need to get and stay on the covenant path. Through baptism, through a temple endowment, whether we do it through as marriage or through our own single endowment, we stay true to those covenants. We obey the spirit of revelation that comes into our lives. And just like President Nelson has said, he has challenged us to be more in tune with revelation, to be able to understand it better and to have a higher capacity for receiving it and understanding it. We need it more than ever these days, especially with the the things that are going on in the world, the definitions that have changed overnight for everything from what is life to what is gender to what is good, what is evil, we have to stick with the definitions that God has given us. One of those definitions is we are ishes. We are women. We have a holy fire about us and in us. And the only way to extinguish that holy fire is through our personal decisions, our choices, our actions that diminish that fire. Nobody else can do that to us, for us. We have a fire given to us by Heavenly Father, by the by. His Holy Spirit by the man of holiness himself. And we use that fire to light our path, to light other people's paths. Throughout our existence on this earth, we are going to go through different seasons. 
And that fire, that light is going to be used for different purposes. The time we have of small children, of children in our home, is a relatively short period of time compared to our entire existence. So as important and as sacred as that is, bringing life into the world, it doesn't end with that. I mean, of course, we are continuing to nurture and be a mother to those children as they move out and create their own families. But it frees up some time that we have and we need to have that divine revelation of what is our next step. And I'm working on a workbook that when you subscribe to my newsletter on my uh, website, that you will get free access to this workbook. And it is um, ways for you to find your to find to discover what your divine potential is, and what your divine purpose is, is a better way to say that your divine mission. And we'll talk about some of those work, one of some of those steps in that workbook in other podcasts and other episodes. Thank you so much for joining me today. And just know that I love you. I love these podcasts, these episodes. I love my listeners. I feel of your energy and I recognize when that energy increases in its, in its capacity, in its ability, and it affects these episodes. It affects this podcast. You are divine women. And if you are a male listening to this, you are married to a divine woman. It does not lessen your status or your gender at all, but just recognize how holy a woman is. When Eve was introduced into the world, she was introduced to her husband. She was introduced already as a, as a creation of holy fire without having had a single child, without yet giving life to Adam by introducing him to the fruit. She was created divinely as a holy fire, as an Isha. And I challenge you to see that within yourself. And if it's been diminished, to find a way to reignite that because it is your divine right as a daughter of Eve. Thank you again for joining me. Until next time.